Dan, it's good to talk to you, man. Again, of yeah, course. you too, man. It's been a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Good, man. Good. I mean, I'm pretty damn stoked. I've got to say, because uh, well, architects come back to Australia, and man, I can't wait to see you guys again. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, it's funny because we finished uh, the last two trips we did before the pandemic were both Australia because we were over in. I want to say August 2019. Um, and then we came over just for the one Unify festival mm. show at the start of 2020. So um, that was kind of like our last taste before it all disappeared for those years. And, uh, you know, like there was a while there where, you know, if we would, I think everyone was starting to get convinced that, well, maybe we would never go back you know you start to fear the worst and Mm. you see maybe some corners of the media speculating on that kind of thing um so to be coming back is it's kind of surreal even though it's you know it's only been four years it's not the craziest longest period of time to to be away from touring or to be away from australia more specifically but um yeah, it's there is an element of it feeling like wow, okay, we're going back. This 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 is amazing. Something to be really, really grateful for. Well, I mean, architects are a pretty special band for us down here. I, I I don't know how you guys feel about, but you know, I feel like for as long as I remember, you guys have had a strong connection with Australia. Music aside, 100%. like, it, you know, what, what, what do you think that is? What what is it compared <laughs> to other parts of the world that you know you love us the most? <laughs> Well, you know, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a two-way thing, right? I mean, we certainly would love Australia. I mean, Australia is obviously a beautiful country, that, and the, the climate is nice, uh, free from our climate in the UK. But, you know, like, it wouldn't be a special relationship for us if Australia didn't like us. And, um, we, we hit it off, you know, in, in, when we first came in. We were lucky, I think the stars aligned to a degree because <clears throat> we, our first trip there was supporting Parkway Drive. So we were given a, an amazing first opportunity, right? That, that's, we couldn't have asked for a first, a better first tour of Australia. Mm. That, the other thing was that Australia was the last country on the international touring circuit like that we went to we've done all of europe states canada uh you know russia we had been around the block you know and, and we had cut our teeth and we had just released hollow crown which was an album that kind of first put us on the map you know we were kind of screaming into the abyss a little bit when we were touring you know we were touring the states before that on albums for hollow crown and really treading water so when we came to australia we were kind of in our stride we've released a good album mm. we were put on a on a great tour in front of a crowd that were were interested and and it and it snowballed and, you know we, we were given uh, good opportunities after that we came with sound wave and 
uh, Amity Affliction then brought us out a couple times, and we had some good headline shows. Um, it, we built it like if 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 you could have a a sort of plan of how to build a band in Australia, we would be a good case study to look at. And it's it's been it's been um, we hit a sweet spot there and. You know, I think it helps that we love being there and the, we've always had that great reciprocation from the audiences. Um, so, yeah, it, Australia is like... Australia... I have to say Australia and, and Germany are the two countries on this planet. Um, and I have to say this carefully, but where we probably feel a little bit more at home on stage than we do even in England. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't tell anyone in England. No. <laughs> so I should edit that out or just turn it up? Um, oh, fuck <laughs> it. Tell, tell them all. Tell everyone. Yeah. It's, it's the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not just saying it like, you know, like if I was doing a, a, an interview with someone in, in the States, you know, yep. for instance, where, you know, like States is, is, it's going great for the band, you know, like we definitely have uh, a great fan base there, but um, it's not, it's not always been, you know, roses and sunshine. It's been, uh, it's been, that's been a difficult grind, but Australia has just been, it's been a nice build. It's, it's always enjoyed it. Always had a really, really enjoyable time. That's awesome, man. I, I love hearing how, how you love us. Because, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's 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 awesome, man. Of, of course, you know you're hitting the road with uh, the mighty counterparts and our own Thornhill, mm-hmm. uh, who, who are blowing up as well. Now, uh, I recently spoke to Brendan from Counterparts, and he had nothing but awesome things to say about you guys. Not only as a band, but as people, and and how you treat other bands on the road. Like he said, how you guys went to battle for them for for better slots. And you know they when they were on yeah. early, and and that's that's pretty rare, you know, in, in the industry. Yeah, you know, is that because you you feel like you've been in their shoes before, you know, yeah. starting 100%. out? Percent. We we we've been uh, pissed on the support bands, not literally, but figuratively. We've been like, we, you know, we, I, do you know what? Like we we've been out supporting like as they dying. First of four in the UK in 2007, and we were treated like dirt. We treated so, and I think that was our first experience of. Before that, we were touring with other UK bands. We had maybe done some stuff with, you know, early days, Bring Me the Horizon. Mm. Um, and we were just kind of just kids, you know. And, and so were the other bands we were touring with. But when we, I remember when we went out of Asley Dying. And it was the first time we had toured, got an opening slot for an American band that come over and they just couldn't have given less of a fuck about us. Oh. It's easier to say that in public now he's paid someone to kill, try and kill his wife. But, um, you know, and to be honest with you, even more recently, we, we went out um, supporting Biffy Clyro uh, in the UK and they were great shows. And I'm a big fan of Biffy Clyro, but like it was a jarring experience how we got treated. It, it, you know, like, we were turning up and like we would have, we wouldn't be given food or, you know, we were like, we'd be given 10 minutes to sound check or 
we would be put in the cupboard, you know, as the dressing room for the day. Like, this is us now. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, like, what? So we were like, like, we had just come off the back of headlining arenas off our own backs. So, like, you know, that that definitely refreshed our memories of, like, how, like, how poorly, or how it feels to get treated that way. How it feels to get treated as, like, like the headliner doesn't give a fucking shit about your experience on the tour. Uh, I think, like, don't get me wrong, it's easy to get wrapped up as I as, yeah, yeah. as the band gets bigger and you're you're headlining. You kind of just like, well, this is just about us. It's our show. People come to see us, but it's often not the case. I think, especially in metal and hardcore, um, it's it's often not just about the headliner. It's about um, the other bands as well. It's about the support acts, and they deserve to be treated with you know dignity and respect, um, just like anyone else in this world. So, um, yeah, I've heard I've heard Brendan express that before. We love Brendan. He is absolutely hilarious. He, he communicates in a way that only I could dream of communicating. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of time for counterparts. We toured bars with them around Canada like 12, 13 years ago. You know, we've 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 done the hard yards with them, and um, I love to see them succeeding. I love to see them continuing to grow continuing to pick up momentum it's it's and also by the way with like no compromise really to their sound like it's 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 not it's not straightforward stuff you know it's yeah it's challenging challenging music um and the great thing is that people are willing to willing to listen and um yeah i just i love to see that and it's you know it's the same account uh, with thornhill it's it's a band that's sure like they, they the sound the sort of base sound is built on uh something that is familiar in metal or metalcore but they they have got like that very much their own unique identity and their own take on the genre and um that's what we love to see that's what, you know but those are the types of bands that we want to champion we want to put them in front of our audience and uh, and it just importantly we believe that our audience can invest and become engaged in those bands and uh, their records as well absolutely and you, you man you, you're playing with some band in a couple of months called um what are they called metal metal something metal yeah metal the new band out, they're new guys yeah, new band out of the bay yeah. area san francisco band yeah yeah they're bit good bit thrashy bit thrashy yeah got some, got some cool <laughs> They got some cool stuff. They're, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. God bless them. Man. Yeah, we just thought we just thought we'd help them out and help them shift a couple of extra tickets. Yeah, no, I mean that's. I love it. It's um, honestly, like everything still surprises me with our bands and. Mm. For Metallica to hit us up and ask if we want to come and do shows with them is like, uh, we're not at the stage where we just go, oh yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I'm still just like a kid. I'm sort of part kid, part dad changing nappies. Uh, And no part of me is rock star drummer playing stadiums with Metallica. So when that opportunity comes around, then that is the reality. It's 
it's quite a shock to me. It really is. It's incredible, dude. It's it, it, like, as a band I've seen several times down here and, and to see how you guys have evolved and, and grown into this just absolute monster and and still keep your head <laughs> it's head on your shoulders about it all is just it, it's just awesome man and, and and you know and that's i think that's why another reason why so many people are behind you as well because you're not just an incredible band you're a bunch of really good dudes you've always been really nice to me when i've spoken to you guys um but but where do you go from here i mean what's the next step what's what's the bucket list look for you man like what's what's next uh-huh. Yeah, well, I always say that we're beyond the bucket list. I mean, like miles beyond the bucket list. It's funny because I always, like, you know, you hear a lot about how important it is to set goals in order to achieve in this world. But, like, man, we we tick, had ticked all our bucket lists by the time a thousand people came to see us in London. Wow. I was already done. I, I had already... Taken the band as far as I ever dreamt it could go. So anything now is a bonus, a surprise. And of course, like, you know, you, you want to keep things moving forward and you get excited about what's next. But like, man, I, I, I don't know. You know, like, we're still growing. Maybe, you know, we could. We've done arenas. We haven't sold them out. You know, let's sell out arenas let's headline some festivals so you know i suppose that's the next step but like i'm not really it's not my focus isn't in that in that at all my focus is truly just in like i just want to write songs that excite me and that's literally it and anything else is just a product of that and and what about now? With I mean, you guys just did back to back albums. <laughs> That's incredible yeah. in itself, and they're both like absolute bangers. But have you guys got more material that you you ready to drop in the in the near future? Like, what's you guys are on fire? Well, I think it'll be a little while before we release another album because these two came so close together, mm. and we haven't done much touring. Um, but that's not to say that there won't be music uh, you know there will be songs that come out um i think we will sort of drip feed some songs out over the next couple of years ideas are already flying around i think about it all the time so like i find it very hard to pump the brakes on the creative process i find it very hard to pump the brakes on the desire to make new records so we're going to do our best to just slow that the record side of things down a bit but we will be right we will still be making music I, I think about song new songs. Fifty percent of my waking hours are thinking about that, and um, yeah, it's inevitable that I, there will be a song that gets completed that excites us, and we think this 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 has to come out. So um, I'm not sure when that will be, but uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Even by the end of the year, there'll be something. I don't. I don't know, but it's definitely not out of the question. And and being a dad as well, like has that yeah. changed your approach to songwriting? I know there's there's some guys I've spoken to throughout the years that 
have said like it, being a dad and becoming a dad has has changed their perspective and and the way they approach their own songwriting has that changed for you at all do you know what it's it's a funny relationship i hate how much being a dad of two young children restricts my available time to write music mm. drives me crazy but it's just that's the situation i'm in that said I feel like I I write I'm more productive and I write better material when I have barely any time. I don't and I have no idea why. You know, like I uh, I mean me and Josh who are the songwriters for the band mm. both have two young both have two young girls. I mean I have one and four and I think Josh is two and three. So you know we're like Anyone who's had kids knows that me, me and Josh are in the trenches yeah. in terms of parenting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is the. It is you know like it is unrelenting. Um, and you never know when you're going to get like caught. Cool, you know, especially like look, I work at home, so it's very easy to be pulled away from my desk, if you like. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I find that as as frustrating as I as I find the. Uh, the experience of being restricted that way it strangely has a, a, a positive effect on my writing and there are times when i there are have been times when i just have you know a day a whole day uninterrupted to write music and i get nothing done and then there are other times when I, oh i've got 20 minutes oh i've just written half a song you know like so it, it's not necessarily bad for the output but it's frustrating for me on an emotional level oh um, you know we wrote, we wrote the, all three of these records were written whilst uh i had children um or at least maybe holy hell was just getting finished up as my daughter was about to be born actually so yeah it's it's been a big part uh, you know i've only i've only been involved in writing the last three records so my experience of writing is as a dad always um it definitely provides challenges but um it's the almost the danger i think actually when you have kids and you write music and the music is funding the food that goes on the table to feed your children um it's it's you get in this messy um you know like when when art becomes intertwined with commercial necessity mm. it, it gets a bit tricky and ugly and you start to get into compromise and it would be very easy for fans to level that us given that our new material is is much more commercially viable but actually for me especially going to uh, for those that wish to exist it was like a, a massive risk and, a, and a, it was daunting because we had you know I had I have a family to support and like this album was not like very different from what we had just released before and I was playing it to people and they were looking at me like okay if you're sure you know you if you think you can get away with this go for it like are you sure this is going to be the right move for the band um, and you know so like Actually, in the in 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 a sense, I was going against my instincts as a father to to provide a a steady 
reliable, secure income for my family to write an album that, you know what, like our fans might hate this. So there was definitely an anxiety about that. Um, but I think it's when you get in that situation as an artist, it's important to try and not listen to what you think is going to be best for your bank balance mm. and just think about what is what makes you feel excited or alive when you listen to it. That's it, man. And it looks like paid off because <laughs> it's a it's an absolute banger. <laughs> That's for sure. Do you know what it did? Thankfully, yeah. I can yeah. say that now that it did. But you know, there was a time when uh, I it was it felt like pretty scary, to be honest. And and well, we uh, look forward to seeing what you come up with next under that pressure too. Because I've been there, man. I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's the oh, daily it's gonna struggle. It's the daily it's gonna upset. Like, yeah, absolutely, daily struggle, man. But yeah, no, we're gonna write another album that's gonna upset loads of people and yeah, please lots of others. Yeah, oh, I, I'm I looking forward wait. to it. <laughs> well, man, hey, we we wouldn't be without them though. Love those little guys. They, oh know, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd die for them. They must be doing something right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. But, uh, hey, in the meantime, though, dude, we're going to be seeing you down here. Tour kicks off on February 17, and I'll be seeing you in Brisbane. We'll have all the links down here in the show notes. Mate, thanks so much for hanging out on your on your big, massive drive. And uh, <laughs> you've got thanks. your flight on the way soon, And but we'll, we'll yep. have you ready for you. Yeah, man, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Take pleasure, it. Pleasure talking to you. You too, yeah, man. Take care, man. See you, man. See you Bye. soon.